Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... A numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. However, you're taking us in this morning. Uh, always appreciate it. Uh, still to come this hour, Pete Futak on week zero and week one moving forward of college football. His uh, thoughts gone by and his thoughts moving forward. Uh, and Dr. Bob here momentarily, the great Bob Stoll, pioneer of sports betting modeling, uh, to discuss his remaining college football season win totals that are still viable bets. Remember, he started with 11. I said this earlier. UCLA has already started play this year. Of the remaining 10, four have moved. We're sort of outside of Bob's parameters. So six left, six that are still very much playable before the college football season starts in earnest this weekend. And oh, by the way, Bob, 36 and 20, 36 and 20. Uh, in his, uh, what is it, his last, what is it, 56, 36, 20, and 1, pardon me, college win totals since he's been releasing them. So total lifetime, 36, 20, and 1. Pretty, pretty good. We'll get to Bob here uh, momentarily. I also want to get his thoughts on Cam Newton. Oh, and later also, a tribute to producer number 7, Jason Kahn. Hmm. Hmm. Um, we get tweets at beating the book. This is from uh, Anthony A. Perello. We need a tennis megapod for majors with Drew Dinsick, Dan Weston, Pamela Maldonado. I think it's time. Jason Kahn, by the way, has been a proponent of this for a long time. I think it's time I get into the slam business on podcasts as well. NFL tennis podcast. I think we need to move tennis into it. Uh, Bill Hooker, realistically, plus 250 and up underdogs shouldn't even count in your record or perhaps uh, be graded separately, in my opinion. No, they count. Loss is a loss. 
Uh, Jason Stark, hey, can you can you put the t- can you put the tennis plays on here? Can't figure out half the names. Thanks. People listening on radio don't see it, so we need to put that up on uh, on the Twitter, on the old Twitter machine as well. Uh, Chris, Chris seven four one eight nine 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 eight, because nine nine seven was was taken. I uh, love playing tennis, but my bankroll uh, bet my bankroll on chalky parlays. Uh, I follow several tennis handicappers, and not one ever bets doubles matches. I've always stayed away too, but why do we, Chris? For me, it's just a it's a matter of of bandwidth. I just it's just not something I gravitate towards, and have had success betting single. So Lord knows I don't need another thing to to handicap. I can't speak for others. And uh, Joby, uh, this is to Jason Weingarten. Do you have any update when your podcast drops? Love your work and contributions on a numbers game with Gil, and can't wait for you uh, for your new pod. May I offer a title? The Beneath the Smoke Podcast. Appreciate the insights and good work. Jason says it's ready to go. He's ready to do his daily podcast. Uh, so I'm excited that uh, he's able to do that. And then finally, Bill McNeil. Hey, Gil, did you say that you're playing tennis with Todd soon? Please rethink this for God's sakes, man. You're fresh out of Achilles tendons to destroy. Hashtag Vegas Invitational. You're right, man. It's in, the, it's in my head. Uh, let's bring him in. He is a pioneer, and I do mean pioneer. Makes him embarrassed. Uh, it embarrasses him when I say that. Uh, in predictive... Uh, modeling for sports betting. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, not a doctor as a physician, but a doctor nonetheless. Dr. Bob Stoll. How you doing, Dr. Bob? I'm all right. I was uh, working all night, driving games, and uh, then my computer crashed last night, and eight hours of work was not recovered for some reason. So a little bit disappointing work evening, but I'm going to, anyway, got to redo it again tonight. So oh. maybe. <laughs> so eight hours of but work. That's okay. The, yeah. Let, yeah, let me, that's okay. I'm here this morning in, in good in good spirits, despite the disaster with my computer last night. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, we all have been there, and maybe not after eight hours of work. Uh, so I know how deflating that can be. So I appreciate you uh, manning up and still showing up for this. Before we get your college football season win totals, the breaking news this morning, I'm sure you've heard, uh, or maybe with you being in the cocoon you are, you haven't heard, but the New England Patriots released Cam Newton. Were you aware of this this morning, that this happened? I just saw that uh, Jones was going to start, so I didn't see that they released uh, yeah. Cam Newton, which I think is fair to Cam Newton. I mean, he's good enough to be a starting quarterback in the league somewhere. Um, um, from a numerical standpoint, I know I'm putting you on the spot with this. Is, is that a you know the subtraction of Cam Newton from your analytics viewpoint of the world? Um, I'm curious because this is always where it gets interesting. Some of the most interesting conversations you and I have had through the years have to do with basketball analytics. And, you know, Jackie McMullen, who is now retiring from ESPN, you and her famously at a Sloan Swords conference uh, had a debate about, you know, who what's, what's the straw that stirs the drink, if you will, with the Boston Celtics and how someone who watches basketball like uh, Jackie has for years had such a different viewpoint of it than you did looking through the lens of your numbers. And I'm curious where you come down on Cam Newton before you answer that. Just a reminder, it's Gil Alexander and Dr. Bob Stoll here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Slim. Game Plus. What about Cam? Uh, addition by subtraction? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't think that, you know New England's going to be upgraded uh, in my ratings at all. I mean, I have to dig into it. But Newton at his best at Carolina had that one great season where he's MVP and they went to the Super Bowl and he was legitimately good. But other than that, his passing numbers have been better than average, but not great in general over his career. So I just think that 
they see Mac Jones, a very accurate quarterback and legitimately great last year at Alabama, better than Tua was. Even the year that Jones took over for Tua uh, when, when he got hurt, his numbers were better. So I think he's legitimately a very good quarterback, and I think he fits New England's preferred style of play better, the play-action pass, making good decisions, getting the ball out quick. I think that just fits the mold of what New England wants to do. They have such a great defense. If they could just move the change with some quick passes, yeah, I think that, that's a preferred style of play uh, for, for the coaching staff. So I don't think it's a talent it might be a talent upgrade in the long run. I think right now it's probably about an even sort of trade, getting Jones in for Newton. But I think in the future it's certainly going to help New England to develop him. Um, and I think he fits their style better. I think that's why they made the choice. It's fascinating with Mac Jones because, you know, one of the things we were saying, you know, well, he's surrounded by all this great five-star talent at, at, at Alabama. Who knows how great he really is uh, to the point where people were live tweeting his practices. This, this offseason, he was so unbelievable. Even in practice, they're live tweeting it. Oh, he's thrown 14 completions in a row. So it, it should be fascinating. Uh, it, it's, it's also a case, it's also a case where you have to trust New England's coaching staff to make do. a good decision. They've yes. sort of proven that they make good decisions. Uh, they cut, I mean, they, they would, they're known for being cutthroat about letting go of veterans who are still producing, knowing that they're probably not going to produce in the future and making those tough decisions. They've always made their teams better. I think, you know, you have to trust that they're making the right decision for the team for this year, not just for the future. Yeah, I think that's a great, I mean, I think that's the point that we sort of tacitly all agree on, which is, yeah, if this were another coaching staff, we'd be much, we'd perhaps be much more skeptical, but it's the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick. And so you immediately go, you, you immediately default to it's genius. Um, and I think that's probably justifiable based on history. Uh, last thing about the NFL. We had this, last time we had you on, we had this uh, this tried and true trend, the 61-16 and one, I believe it was. Don't hold me to that exactly, but this amazing coming off a week one loss versus a week two winner. It was uh, narrowed down with certain, uh, certain other things that you uh, didn't share, but it was like one in four this year. Do you... You, well, it was it was it was it was two and it was two and three if you bet it that lines at the time oh. I released it and then that one line moved from four and a half to five and a half and the team won by five. Okay, so, so it was so yeah, it was really two and three when I was on. But I get your point. You know, the thing that's interesting about that, and we we talked about it before I came on your show, is that this year's preseason is different because week two generally is a week where the where the the subs are playing, the starters don't play much, and teams can win when they put more effort into trying to win. And this year was a bit different because more teams played their starters a little bit more in game two because there weren't four preseason games. So a lot of them treated game two like they used to treat game three. Um, so that's what made things a little different this year. And you and I talked about it before I came on the show, but we didn't really talk about it when I was on the show. That's why I said, hey, it's just a trend. Trends yeah. can change. You know, and, you know, play lightly, but people were getting on me like, oh, these sucked, and you were only oh, two yeah. and three or one and four, depending. I was like, yeah, but I've been releasing these for eight years, and they were 17 and six. <laughs> you know, the games I released, uh, not not after the fact, but I actually gave these out every year for eight years in a row, and they were 17 and six. So, yeah, yeah maybe I went two and three, and maybe you're 19 and nine now, so cut me some slack on that. And I did say, we both said, hey, these are just trends. I don't base best bets on trends. Yeah. So tread lightly, and hopefully people listen to me and tread lightly. But hey, it's a long season. Uh, you know, some people it's a regular some, season where I where I make my money, so yeah. I'm not worried about it. Bob, some people will will never quite pay heed to the uh, 
to the sort of disclaimers on stuff, and they'll uh, they'll run with it. I, again, as I was saying, it was two and three in tennis yesterday. Some people lost their minds. So, you know, there's that. And by the way, the three losses were, were dogs and some severe dogs. So that's just always going to be part of this. But I, I guess the – I just wanted to get at, did you think – that it's because you know that the 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 elimination of week four had anything to do with it, or you're just or you're not really sure after one year. It's not the end. Well, yeah. Uh, the fact that you and I talked about it beforehand and thought you know this trend could change yes. because of the we talked about it before and like now it's like okay nah, maybe it has and you know next year I'm not gonna bother yeah. giving them out. I just think that right. you know th- th- this could be something that re- I'll keep track of it over the years and see if it's really changed. But now it's kind of like okay. Things have changed. So what trends have happened in the past with a four-game preseason schedule, well, game two is different now. You know, game two is, mm-hmm. is different now than it used to be. So I'm, I'm probably not even going to look at the trend going forward. I might keep tabs on it just to see, but I'm not going to bother giving it out to people. Okay, here we go. Uh, I mentioned you had 11 season win totals in college football. UCLA has already played, so we won't talk about that one. Of the remaining 10, four have sort of moved uh, through the parameters that you had given. So we have six left that are viable, still bettable, Dr. Bob season win totals. We don't have to go crazy, uh, you know, long on each of these. But let's go through them relatively quickly. And let's start in the MAC with Ohio. Coaching change. Tim Albin in for Frank Solich. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm not, you know, it could be a negative. It's certainly not a positive that Solich sort of had this late departure um, and that the the offensive corner had to take over. But I'm not going to treat it as a negative. I'll just assume everything's as it was when I started doing the analysis on this team. So they could be worse than I think. But I like the under anyway. They're under six and a half wins. Um, you know, Ohio was just, the, you know, remember they had three years of Nathan Rourke at quarterback, and this guy was one of the best, I think he got some Heisman votes. He was one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the nation, a better-than-average passer, not just by max standards, but by national standards, and ran for 1,000 yards a season. He was a very, very good quarterback. And in Nathan Rourke's final season, which he had a great year, and I think that's the year he got Heisman uh, votes, uh, Ohio was still only six and six that year in 2019. Last year, Nathan's brother Curtis took over. Now Curtis is a pretty accurate passer, and that's fine. He's not the runner that his brother was, but they have another guy that runs the ball, that comes in at quarterback and runs the ball. The problem was they looked better than they were last year. They they ended up being two and one last year, and they outscored their opponents by 18 points a game. But in those three games they played last year, two of them were against Akron, Akron and Bowling Green, which are two of the worst five teams in the nation. The fact that they played those two teams is sort of being overlooked. Like, oh, Ohio's Ohio's Ohio, and they're going to win six or seven or eight games again. They're going to be. I just don't think that's the case. The offense, from a you know, compensating for who they played, was worse than average last year. But the big problem was that the defense continues to be terrible. In the in the previous two or three seasons prior to last year, Ohio's defense was about a yard per play worse than average after you compensate for the schedule. And last year, they only gave up five and a half yards per play, and they only gave up about 17 points a game. But once again, they played Akron and Bowling Green were two of their three games, and Central Michigan was the other one, who's certainly not a world beater. So they only gave up 5.5 yards per play, but those three teams would combine to average 4.6 yards per play against an average defensive team. So they were still about a yard per play worse than average. Their defense is just not good. It's not good this year. The, the offense is going to be decent by max standards, but certainly not good enough to win seven games. So I had them at 5.3 wins heading into the season. 
And a total 6.5, so I bet the under. Under 6.5 plus 105, the current number at BetMGM. Let's go to Texas Tech. A lot of people love Texas Tech this year. Tyler Shug coming over from Oregon. So much hype for him. Where do you stand on the Red Raiders? Well, there should be. The problem at Texas Tech, the last couple of years, and I wrote about this, some of Alan Bowman sucked. I mean, people thought he was good because he completed, you know, 68, 69% of his passes. But he, he, all those passes were short passes. And the competition he faced when he's putting all those numbers were like Stephen F. Austin or you know, these terrible teams before he got hurt. He, he, in 2019, he put up what seemingly good stats, but they were against terrible defensive teams. And then, he, and so relatively, he wasn't that good. And then Jet, he got injured, and then Jet Duffy came in, the backup quarterback. And in this offense, Jet Duffy averaged 7.2 yards per pass play, and Tech averaged 32 points a game over the eight games with Duffy at quarterback, all against Big 12 teams. That's the kind of offense Texas Tech could have with a decent quarterback. Now, Chuck is certainly better than Jet Duffy. I mean, Chuck was the starter at Oregon last year and averaged over eight yards per pass play. So this this offense that's been mostly under Allen Bowman and then Columbia last year had to play because Bowman got hurt again and Columbia was a backup at Utah State. So the talent level of quarterback is the key here. If they can average... 32 points a game against Big 12 competition with Jet Duffy at quarterback a couple years ago. Their offense is going to be very good with Shuck at quarterback. If he was good at Oregon last year and the, the offense, is, the, the running game was good last year, it's just the, 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 pass, the yards per pass play competition was just not that good for Texas Tech. It's going to be very good this year. And the thing that people don't realize about Texas Tech is their defense was actually pretty good last year. They gave up 37 points a game, but they were minus nine in turnovers. The offense didn't hurt them, didn't help them at all. You know, they gave, and there's also a lot of possessions because Texas Tech runs at a fast pace. So the, the defense, though, looking at yards per play allowed, they only gave up 5.5 yards per play to a, comp, to a schedule that would normally average 5.9 against an average defense. So they were actually better than average defensively last year. They had eight returning starters that added talent at defense. They've got some transfers coming in for some big some power five schools. I think the Texas Tech defense is going to be better than average again, and the offense is going to be good. So I project 6.8 wins for Texas Tech, and it was over 5 minus 165, which is basically over 5.5, and, and I predict 6.8. So. Yeah, I think the over is a good play. It's over five minus one sixty five at BetMGM, but just looking, you always got to shop around. DraftKings over four and a half minus one fifty two, so even better over there at DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, that would absolutely be a play from Doctor Bob. Let's go to the AAC. SMU, SMU uh, with a lot of experience returning, seventeen starters back, and even the uh, even the big holes that they needed to fill. Uh, that still needed to be filled, I should say, quarterback, kicker, tight end, were taken care of in the transfer portal, uh, transfer portal rather. So uh, what about SMU, knowing that as a backdrop? Yeah, you know, a couple of years ago, they got um, they got Shane uh, Shane Bushell from Texas. So he was a starter at Texas, lost his job, uh, and then came over to a very good system that works everywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that system's worked at Louisiana Tech, it worked at Cal, it's working here at SMU. Um, now they get Oklahoma, former Oklahoma backup Tanner Mordecai, and I think that's a talent upgrade at quarterback. The key to SMU being underrated, so everybody knows Mordecai is going to be good and the offense is going to be fine, but the key is that Reggie. Reggie Roberson has been hurt the last two years. He's a big play wide receiver. If he stays healthy, this offense is going to be very, very good. Now, Roberson in the last two years has caught passes for 1,177 yards. 
he's averaged 12.4 yards per target. Not 12.4 yards per catch, 12.4 yards per target. When Roberson is healthy, this offense is great. In 2019, the pass attack was 1.7 yards per pass play better in the seven games with Roberson than the six games without him. And last season, they were a full yard per pass play better compensated in the four games that Roberson played than the six games without him. When Roberson is healthy, this offense is another level. And as long as he's healthy, and I guess who knows, he's been hurt the last two years, but they averaged... 42 points in 2019 and 39 points last season with Roberson playing about half the games. They, if he plays the whole season, their offense is going to average over 40 points a game. And their defense was actually only 0.2 yards per play worse than average on a national scale last year. And they return enough starters. They should be about the same this year. But the key is Roberson. If this guy's healthy, he's a future NFL player. And with Mordecai quarterback, the offense is going to be unstoppable. I just think SMU is an underrated team for that reason. And, and I projected uh, 8.2 wins, and it's a 6.5 minus 140. Uh, I think it might have gone down a little bit, so I think that's a good over. Yeah, over 6.5 minus 120 at BetMGM. Again, shop around for all of these. Uh, let's go to Middle Tennessee. Not exactly the sexiest uh, of college football programs, uh, but... Uh, with a coach intact for many years and a team that won a lot of close games last year, as I recall, um, three wins, well, not a lot of games, but three wins were by six points or fewer. The difference, again, between three and six and five and four, five points basically the other way in close losses. So they're a team that ha- that thrived on winning the close ones. Where do you stand on the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State? Well, the last two years, I mean, this is a team, like you said, that coach has been there forever, Stockdale, and, and he had – I mean, they must have had eight or nine years in a row where they had winning records. And then they had the last two years have been bad. The defense has been the big issue. They just haven't been able to stop it. There's injuries. There's been a little bit of lack of talent, et cetera. The, the, Scott Schaefer, the defensive coordinator, has proven that he can put together good defenses. He's got 10 returning starters, some added talent. I just think the defense is, can't possibly be as bad as it's been the last two years. And I think the offense is, is going to be better. They got nine returning starters on offense. They added NC State, former NC State starter Bailey Hockman. He hasn't been announced as the starter yet, um, but I do think Hockman is going to end up winning that job. And if he doesn't, that means the other quarterback, Cunningham, has really improved, and, and you know, he was the backup last year. So either way, the quarterbacking is going to be better this year, and, and the defense can't be can't possibly be as bad as it was last year. And reports are that the defense has played a lot better in camp than they have in recent years, and there's a lot more depth, et cetera. So I just think they're just they, they're just going to be so much better defensively. And the offense, I think, is going to be upgraded with Hawkman. And the rest of CUSA, I think, is down. I just think it's an overrated conference in general. I think, even though I don't think this team is a good team, I just think they're good enough to win. They're, I have them favored in six games. They played Monmouth. It's actually a decent team by MPS standards. I'm, I'm betting the season. Yeah, I'm betting Monmouth plus seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's the one I'm actually worried about. Because yeah. <laughs> I think they should be favored in that game, but not by a lot. So if they get past Monmouth, that's the key because they'll beat UConn and they got a lot of a lot of Conference USA teams that they're better than. I project 6.2 wins and it's over five. So I think it's a pretty good bet. And you and I did not talk about that, the Monmouth uh, Middle Tennessee State game. But I am, I am, that's my favorite college football bet of the weekend, FCS versus FBS, taking the seven. I hope points. you're wrong about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Uh, two more season win totals from Dr. Bob coming back on a numbers game at VEASAN and his thoughts on week one right here at the Sports Betting Network. 
Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. You remember that, John? My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. (laughs) Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. With football season just around the corner, it is time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app, and I do mean football for reals. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Dr. Bob is with us uh, at DRBobSports is where you can follow him on Twitter just to review the four season win totals uh, that he uh, has already uh, given out on the show. Ohio, under. 
Uh, under six and a half plus 105. I want to give him in the order that he gave him. Texas Tech. Uh, he likes the over on the Red Raiders. Uh, Four and a half we saw. Four and a half minus 152 at DraftKings. So even better uh, there than other places. SMU over six and a half minus 120. And then Middle Tennessee State likes over four and a half minus 135. A couple more here, Bob. Uh, San Diego State, you are bullish on the Aztecs. You know, here's a team that consistently has a great defense every single year. Not just great by players, but actually very good on the national scale. Last year they allowed only 4.5 yards per play, and they faced teams that were – and they think BYU was part of that. I mean, they only gave up 28 points to BYU last year. That was the only team that averaged more than 5.5 yards per play against San Diego State in eight games last year. And they played San Jose State and Nevada. They played some – Decent Mountain West teams with good offenses. They held all of those teams to, to under 5.5 yards per play. So their defense, uh, with a ton of starters back again, should be should be great once again. The issue with San Diego State in recent years is the offense. Last year they they were nearly a yard per play worse than average offensively, 5.2 yards per play against teams that normally allow 6.1 yards per play to an average FBS team. But the offense has nine returning starters back. The quarterback position has been a big problem lately. That reportedly is much improved. They have a couple quarterbacks they think that are already better than last year's starter um, who transferred out. So I, I, I think the offense will be better. I don't think their offense is going to be good by any stretch, but it doesn't have to be that good. Not, last year they went 4-4, four and four, and that's why I think they're underrated a bit because they only won four. They only were 500 team last year, but they outscored their opponents by seven points a game. So they were better than their record last year. They're going to be probably just as good defensively this year, and the offense will be better. So I think they came a little bit underrated coming into the season. They have their tough games at home. I think they can beat Utah, which is a team I think is overrated. They get them at home. I don't have them favored against Utah, but there's a chance they can beat Utah at home. They also have Nevada and Boise State at home. And I think those are toss-up games. If they win one of those three home games against a good team, they said no problem getting to seven wins. So over six and a half. It's minus, I don't know, 120, 125, or 130, somewhere in there. Um, but I had them at 8.2 wins. So I think they should get over six and a half um, pretty comfortably. So I bet them over. Yeah, Todd Wishnet, by, by the way, reporting that you can get Texas Tech over five at minus 130 at DraftKings over where he is in Pennsylvania. So, again, always shop around uh, for the best. What I'm quoting here is just the best that we happen to see at the moment. Uh, for San Diego State, over six and a half minus 120 seems to be right around the consensus. And, uh, Bob, Aztecs play – they still play away from campus, right, at, uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park for another season, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. But I, I don't – yeah, because <laughs> I think it was Qualcomm where they used to play, is, yeah. is, is, and they're building a new stadium, and that's a mess. But they still have a, will have their home crowd there, and the other team still has to travel. So I do think it is an advantage. And, you know, if they can win one of those games, Nevada, Boise State, Utah, they'll sail over six-and-a-half wins, I think. All right, Utah State, new head coach Blake Anderson. Uh, Utah State, you are also on the over here. Yeah, this is a team that went one in five last year after a stretch of you know, decent teams in the past. They fell apart last year. The quarterbacking was just dreadful. They averaged 3.9 yards per pass play um, with three or four different quarterbacks. They were all terrible. 
that's not going to be the case this year. Blake Anderson comes over from Arkansas State, where he had a lot of success in seven years there building that program. He brought over one of his two quarterbacks, Logan Bonner, who's been a starter for three or four years at um, at Arkansas, Arkansas State. State. Now, yeah. Bonner... Yeah, Bonner was the worst of the two quarterbacks there. I think Arkansas State's offense is going to be real good now that Bonner's gone, but he's a huge upgrade for uh, for Utah State. He also brought over one of their best receivers, Brandon Bowling, from Arkansas State. So the pass attack is going to be much, much better. The defense should also be better. Nine returning starters on defense. He also brought one of his best defensive players over from Arkansas State, linebacker Justin Rice, who was first team all Sunbelt last season. So I think the defense is going to be better, better talent, better coaching, and I project 5.2 wins for Utah State. Ooh, over three and a half. Like that little uh, difference. Yeah, uh, Bob, yeah. can you stick around for a couple more minutes? Give your week one thoughts your best plays well all right i might drop a few on you okay <laughs> thought we might have our first decliner dr bob next right here on vison the sports betting network a numbers game Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy, and the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas. Who we got? Salinas won the Super Contest. Brady Cannon, oh, by the way, won the Super Contest with Sanssouci. Didn't uh, Mitch win a uh, last man standing? Was it college football or a pro football? One of those. Nonetheless, contest winners abound. Our guide will give insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can check out all that information. So Cam Newton being cut by the Patriots was the biggest news in the NFL this morning. Um, immediately, people racing to bet Mac Jones for Offensive Rookie of the Year before that was taken down. It was 10-1 to 1 before it was taken down, 5-1 to 1 now after uh, it has been put back up. I still think it's a good bet, quite frankly. And uh, again, my immediate reaction, and I think it's the correct one, no one's going to admit this because of uh, legalities, but it has everything to do with Cam's stance on, on COVID. And Bill Belichick saw it firsthand this week. He didn't want to deal with it. It's a competitive thing this year in the NFL. It is a thing, and all betters and handicappers and contest players need to be aware that this is something we're going to have to navigate through. Uh, so that was the biggest news of the morning. And then Jeff Duncan, who uh, writes for the uh, Times-Picayune down there in uh, New Orleans, uh, he breaks this. Sean Payton now has said that the Saints are planning to be away from New Orleans for the first quarter of the NFL season and will adjust accordingly. So Sean Payton making the decision uh, for the New England Patriots, I'm sure it was a uh, not just him with an executive decision, but after consultation, that uh, the New Orleans Saints will not be in New Orleans, will be away from New Orleans for the first quarter of the NFL season, that on the heels of Hurricane Ida, that in the middle of hurricane season with all the, uh, the infrastructure and power down in many parts of New Orleans. So the Saints have just made a blanket decision to say, you know what? We're not going to mess with that first quarter of the season. You won't find us in New Orleans proper. So there's that in the NFL as well. Dr. Bob is with us real quick, Bob, because I know, again, eight hours of work went away. You frustrating night for you. You're kind enough to stay with us. You're, you don't have to give your, your, your finest bets of week one, although we'd like that for you to be you know, the case that you want to give your finest bets. But give whatever bets you want to for week one in college football, if you would, sir. 
Well, I have a couple that have released, a few that have released so far. Uh, I'll give you a Thursday play. It's a, it's, a, it's a strong opinion, which is very close to being a best bet, but I didn't quite have enough to pull the trigger as far as a best bet. But strong opinions have been you know 54% over the years, so they've been profitable. It may have gone a little bit out of range, but I, I released Rutgers at minus 14. There's still some minus 14 around. I just think I just think they're they're just a program that's getting better and better each year under their under their coaching staff, which used to be their old coaching staff, and now their new coaching staff again. Um, I just think they're an up and coming team, better quarterbacking this year probably than last year. Uh, and Temple's just a mess right now, so I, I think they're going to be able to control the line of scrimmage and, and and win that game pretty easily against Temple. So that's one, but not quite enough to make it a best bet. I do have a best bet. Last week I gave out a best bet to everyone, and I had it on my site for free. It was UCLA. Hawaii and they stomped Hawaii. Stomp. I think UCLA is a very underrated team. I mean, they were three and they were they had a three and four last year. And their four losses were by 15 points to good teams combined. 15 points. I mean, this team was good last year. They just didn't show up in the record. I think UCLA is underrated this year. Uh, and remember, Dorian Thompson Robinson was injured for part of last year, also. So I just think the offense, much better. the defense, is where I think UCLA has really improved, and they really showed that last week. They were really impressive. LSU comes to town. We don't know what LSU is going to be defensively. They were horrible last year. Uh, they should be much, much better. They have top 20 talent, top 10 talent probably defensively. And I have them as a top 15 defense this year just based on the talent. I just assume they're going to be so much better defensively. But I still think UCLA is underrated. So I took the three and a half points. Uh, it might be down to three now. It but, is three, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still like UCLA at plus three or more. I just, I just think they're an underrated team, and we're going to find out. <laughs> I, have a, I have a season win total on UCLA over, and this is obviously a key game. I think you know LSU is going to be a lot better, but I just think UCLA. I mean, LSU is going to be a lot better. I just think UCLA is still an underrated team, so I, I took the points with UCLA. Okay, Bob, we appreciate it as always, man. Thank you so much. So UCLA a play of three or better uh, on Saturday, hosting LSU, and then Aline, if you can find Rutgers still at fourteen Thursday night. Uh, lay the two touches, but don't lay the fourteen and a half. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's not even a best. It's not even a best bet at fourteen. Just a strong opinion. So fourteen and a half would certainly make it unplayable. All right, Bob Stoll. Thank you, Bob. Sorry about your uh, your night. That sucks losing all that uh, for eight hours. Say hello to the wife and kids, sir. Will do, buddy. Thanks for having me on, Bob Stoll. Everybody. DRBobSports.com, and of course, uh, at DRBobSports on Twitter. Pete Futak still to join us. He will have week one plays as well. And uh, thoughts on the Brett Bielema, Scott Frost disaster, the mano a mano, hold my beer, coaching tour de force that was uh, Saturday between Illinois and Nebraska. Uh, But first, uh, before we go to break here, because we have a couple minutes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, today is the last day on this show for producer number seven, Jason the Wrath of Khan. Jason Khan, man, The Wrath of Khan, whatever you prefer, Jason. Uh, it's your final day on the show as producer number seven. It has been a year, correct, since you won the contest? That is correct, right uh, right about to the day. Jason, I will miss walking into this studio and you greeting me, mocking the uh, mainstream media shows that were on there and the topics that they choose to waste 30 minutes with, like, is this guy the greatest Patriot? Is Mac Jones the greatest Patriot quarterback there's ever been after preseason performances? I will miss that about you. I will miss you uh, uh, having strange emotional reactions to non-emotional things. I will miss that tremendously as well. What will be your thing that you will forget, you will will remember about this uh, experience? 
Uh, I'm going to remember all of it. It's been a pretty surreal experience thinking about where I was a year ago and where I'm at now. Um, yeah, you won the sweepstakes. We had an open contest for producer number seven, and you were victorious. I was. You're not leaving the network, though, right? I'm not. Okay. I am no longer producer number seven, but I will have other responsibilities here at VEASAN, mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to getting started on those uh, in the next few days. You were awesome, man. You always that you were always nice through everything, no matter what happened. It's been the experience of a lifetime, for sure. Yes. It okay, really you're not has. going anywhere. So you're going to do other things at the network. Yeah. Uh, it's not, this is not a eulogy, by any no, chance. You're just leaving the show. Yeah. Although it was sort of turning into one there for a second. No, no, no. Um, this, this has been a wonderful experience. It has. It's winning the contest, being here, being oh. a fan, and sitting in the chair. It's, it's truly been the experience. It's been one of the best experiences of my life, honestly. Yeah. You bet Ego with us? That was part of your resume. I remember that video resume. The Manscaped read? Manscaped read, yeah. That might have been the highlight. That might have been it. That's right. You read the man. I think that's your enduring legacy. If if producer number three, uh, Jorge, what was his name again? Oh, Mondaka. If Jorge's The Lasting Legacy was looking back at the screens and telling me which side in soccer sung their anthem more passionately than the other to trigger a bet, yours was reading the Manscaped. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, it was just phenomenal. Absolutely. It was a, it was an awkward, staggered, um, somewhat passionate read, and we'll always remember that for you. But no, seriously, I'm, I'm joking. But uh, you were great, and uh, I hope that you still do my podcast stuff. How about that? And all kinds of podcast stuff. That would be exciting. We will, we love to have you still doing the Beating the Book podcast. Jason Kahn, his final show here today on a numbers game. Yes, there will be a producer number eight. We'll reveal that tomorrow. Uh, Pete Futak joins us next, and maybe another couple words for Jason as the eulogy continues right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. With BetMGM, anyone can capture the Grand Slam championship feeling. Step on the court with the King of Sportsbooks for a chance to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win the big tournament in Queens, New York. If any player serves an ace, you'll win $100 in free bets. Any player, just one ace, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Sign up now and get access to BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, daily deals, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 in free bets. If any player serves an ace in New York City. Well, not in the city, but in New York. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Uh, Jason, uh, Todd Wishnev says, Jason will remember the Gillibuster. It's like the filibuster, but smoother, he says. Is that something you'll remember? Um... All kinds of tweets about Mac Jones. Um, this from uh, this is a text actually from my buddy E, who I've referenced many times on this show. One of the more uh, successful sports betters you will find. Uh, his comment is Mac Jones going to make teams look dumb for 15 years. He said, uh, "I'll never believe San Francisco wasn't going to draft him and got pressured out of it. 14 teams passed on him. All you had to do was watch the Herb Street show with him. You had to be all in and take him." He's referring to. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet sort of took over for John Gruden at ESPN, did those one-on-one quarterback interviews. Um, and he's right, some some of which were more impressive than others. And so he was all in on the Mac Jones one based on that. Um, still doesn't mean we didn't make the right bets betting against uh, the Niners taking Mac Jones. Uh, many of us were successful doing that. Uh, we're still efforting Pete Futak, are we, Jason? Oh, well, we have Pete Futak. Okay, well, let's bring him in from College Football News. For goodness sakes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Peter Futak. How you doing, Pete? You got me. I'm right here. Yeah, look, you know who had the greatest ever uh, John Gruden interview like that was like Jameis Winston. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky had a good one. Those things are always a little bit uh, uh, suspect in terms of rating a quarterback. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mac Jones. I mean, look, you're you're committed. That's your guy. Why not? Why are you messing with it? If, uh, as a friend of mine kind of says, is uh, this guy going to be your quarterback when you win a Super Bowl? If, the, if that's not your answer, if Cam Newton's not your answer, if Andy Dalton's not your answer, uh, then you go with the guy who is going to be the guy who's going to be the one who's going to make you successful. Maybe or maybe not. 
Pete, I want to. You were you were kind enough to join us on primetime action last night, which I do with Matt Jones and Kelly Bidlin on MSG Plus, uh, and I want to get into two things that we touched on there, um, but I want to do it for the morning audience. One of which was sort of a rehash of a conversation I had with Todd Wishnev on Monday, which was that in many cases, not all, right? Because we'll get to Illinois and Nebraska, because that was an example of of one where you couldn't really in game your way through this because the coaches would just mess with you. But generally speaking, college football, more than any other sport, will tell you in-game what to bet in a much more stark, clear way than other sports will very quickly, Uh, whether it was UCLA this weekend. Really, there was a bevy of games. There was a few games where you could tell, oh, this team's about to get curb stomped. UConn, I'm looking at you also. So it's just there's just that in college football. And so, you know, take the LSU-UCLA game. We were just talking about it with Dr. Bob. And as he's talking about it, I'm thinking to myself, um, hey, why don't I just tune in Start watching that, get a feel for it, and then bet it that way. Like, why the necessity to pre-flop this when college football so clearly can tell you the dynamic in a way that other sports can't? Do you agree with that generally? It's a very, very dangerous wire you're walking across with that, though, because (laughs) uh, as we talked about last year, you know, we talked about last night, BYU and Navy last year to open the season. Yes, great example. Right off the gate. Wait a minute. Navy didn't practice tackling in the offseason, and they apparently can't tackle anymore, and BYU just blew through them. The problem, though, with doing what you're talking about is that these games are so freaking long. Yeah. I mean, seriously, the, so the Illinois-Nebraska game, they went into halftime two and a half hours after game time supposedly started. That was a four-hour game, especially early in the season when you've got these 90-degree games and super humidity. Teams get tired. They wear down. And you can kind of see it. Even when uh, Nebraska was down by 18, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you know what? There, this is where the letdown comes. This is where the desperation kicks in. And sure enough, Adrian Martinez rips off that 70-something yard run, and they were right back in it. So, uh, yes, when you have two blatantly mismatched teams, absolutely. The danger with that, though, is that if you do have a blowout, then you take out your starters in the fourth quarter, and then the team that still sort of tries might get those uh, two fourth quarter uh, two uh, fourth quarter touchdowns or something to screw you up. Like I think I could be wrong on this. I don't. I think UCLA only scored one touchdown in the second half of that game, so they kind of stopped. Uh, certainly, San Jose State stopped against. Uh, not even blanking who they're playing, who they played now, but uh, they ripped through whoever it was, and they just sort of just quit playing. Oh, Southern Utah, and they quit yeah. playing because it didn't really matter. Uh, and that's it's just a dangerous game to play because again, these games take for. Ever. Which is why maybe in-game first-half bets make the most sense rather than full-game bets, because at least you can, you know, count on teams manifesting what they're trying to do for at least that period of time. Because you're right, Adrian Martinez drops the ball, and Illinois scoops and scores and screws it all. Well, okay, so can we get to that for a second before we get to your Week One thoughts? Um, and by the way, more breaking news in the NFL about to about to hit here uh, momentarily uh, regarding a Pro Bowler for the Patriots, um, but. Nebraska and Illinois, man, what is it with, because I, I got into this yesterday, I don't want to belabor this, but 
Brett Bielema kicking the 55-yard field goal, and I'm like, okay, you're just trying to give the game to Nebraska? And then Nebraska saying, yeah, we're not taking this from you because watch this. Scott Frost, let, let's move past all that because I don't want to rehash the blow-by-blow the blow of just how ridiculous this was from a coaching standpoint. But Scott Frost openly now after the game saying half of our game plan went out the window when they lined up in a certain formation. Pete, can you believe that he stated this publicly? Like, how? What are we doing? Shouldn't he be fired on the spot? It drives me up a wall that these teams schedule real games in week zero. Like, this is a team that desperately needed and obviously needed to schedule a game against Central Cupcake State. You know, because you get those quirks out, you get the timing down, you get the the, the problems down. Look, you know, we talked about this last night. Look at UCLA. D- Dorian Thompson Robinson couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, and they won easily. You know, that's the point of scheduling a Hawaii instead of an LSU in your first game of the season. And obviously, Nebraska couldn't overcome it. And it's the problem under Scott Frost is that this team just makes mistake after mistake after mistake. It's always been a penalty problem. You had, like we said, the scoop and score. You had the, the punt return, uh, punt catch on the one-inch line. You know, you just, all, all these just basic mistakes which turn catastrophic for them. And if you don't have the talent and Nebraska doesn't, you can't overcome that. What are your favorite plays of week one? Week one starting really in earnest on Thursday. Let's go. It's, you know, this is when it's fun. This is where you get a million games to choose from. I still love the idea of Pitt over UMass. I just, we saw what UConn did. I have nothing against teams, the U name in front of it, but uh, UMass just, I don't think is going to score. I think you and I scored, you know, just one fewer touchdown than UMass did on all of 2020. That offense is just not going to be there quite yet. Uh, Pitt can name its score. Uh, the 38 or 38 and a half of what it's at, that's up to Pitt. They're going to score. <laughs> in the wood lay in the 38 usually usually i'm against that usually if you're giving me 38 points walking into the stadium i'm happy to give it a shot i just don't think umass is going to score and the other one that i really like is if as long as duke has solved its turnover problem i think that is an easy pick uh over charlotte and then finally we kind of touched on this last night but didn't get right into it now that it's dropping even more, I kind of think LSU's Christmas. Look, I like UCLA, but you know LSU ain't Hawaii. They're going to come in there uh, with the lines and the talent where I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, when UCLA can do that on a consistent basis. Wow, oppo Dr. Bob. He's on UCLA. You like LSU in that one. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, again, you know, UCLA looked great. I mean, they've got the talent. They've got the ability there, but... Well, again, DTR, the 10 of 20 performance, I, I know that's probably just a week zero thing, uh, but LSU's got the guys. I mean, this is a legitimate top 10 team that could make a whole lot of noise in the SEC West. I'm not sold that UCLA is going to actually win the Pac-12 South or anything like that. So, uh, look, I, I, it would be a great thing for college football that UCLA wins. I think the Pac-12, it, it would be so big uh, for the sport if the Pac-12 won, wins the big games like next week when they go to the Big Ten country, when Oregon goes to Ohio State and Washington goes to Michigan. And it would be massive uh, if UCLA could get by LSU. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. And Duke giving six and a half to Charlotte on a Friday. You are on the Blue Devils. Pete, appreciate I'm on the Power 5 snob train, yes, <laughs> you, as always. Yes. Got to stay on brand. On brand, Pete Futak at collegefootballnews.com. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it as always, man. Later, go. 
at Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K, by the way, on the Twitter machine, and collegefootballnews.com, just a uh, a trove of college football content, uh, has been going for years. Check him out there as well. Uh, okay, a couple things to clean up here at the end of the show. One, uh, we have a couple, a couple of our dog tennis plays, both on the men's side, have started uh, Lucas Pui down a set. Lloyd Harris up a set on Karen Kachanov. So uh, some good news, some bad news on those. Uh, I'm Oppo Drew on that one. We'll see. That could that could go a long way, that Harris uh, Kachanov match. We'll see how that develops. And then uh, I mentioned this moments ago, some more breaking news in the NFL. We talked about, uh, obviously, the biggest news, Cam Newton being cut by the Patriots. Um, and then, of course, the news that the New Orleans Saints will be out of New Orleans for the first quarter of the season. And now we have word about Patriots uh, all-pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore. The Patriots placing him on the physically unable to perform list, which means he'll miss at least the first six games of the season per source. He's recovering from quad surgery at the end of last season. Um but that is confirmed move per Adam Schefter to ASPN. We weren't sure what would happen with Stephon Gilmore, but six weeks on the uh, on the pup list. So uh, what a uh, news-filled day out of the Patriots camp. Um, good news, bad news, depending on how you feel about the, uh, the Cam Newton situation. I think it's good. And uh, not good news about Stephon Gilmore. Thank you to Jason Kahn, ladies and gentlemen. Producer number seven is final day. Can we put that graphic up? They worked really hard on this graphic. Jason, put up. Oh, they misspelled your name? <laughs> they misspelled your name. The final insult. Put it up just to show people they misspelled your name. It's not the wrath of Khan. It's the other tribe. Come on, people. Thank you, Jason. What an appropriate ending. Producer number seven. May he rest in peace. Lombardi Line next, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 